Welcome back, everybody. This is episode seven of the Mixtape Ambassadors. Leo, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you came up with this idea. You you messaged me and said, hey, let's uh, do our next episode, a Marvel-themed episode. And, you know, with the passing of Stan Lee, I thought, you know, that that's a great idea. That's what better time, you know, to do something to pay tribute to a man who kind of you know, shaped my creative mindset as a child with all the comics and everything that he he's created. He definitely helped co-write my my youth. For um, sure. Just such an amazing person to be able to have his legacy live on. And that's going to be the greatest thing about it is, is he gave us all these characters and they get to keep going. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was kind of like... Um, the more I look back, it's like, well, you know, I've been hearing a lot of these things about Stanley. He's getting pretty old, and you know, what was it? Was he 85? 95. 95. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like he didn't live a full life or anything, but you still just kind of hope, you know, oh, I'll hold on to this piece of my childhood and for as long as it lasts. And man, he, he if he didn't provide us with centuries of entertainment, man, shoot, I don't know who else, you know, has dedicated their life like that to just creating content like that you know there was only one other like meme that i saw when someone had passed Mm -hmm. that was any cooler than the one i saw that i'm sure everybody has seen it's everywhere on facebook instagram was the Mm -hmm. one where spider-man is hugging stan lee's gravestone oh yeah i saw that you know and there was a bunch of artists that uh i guess drew or painted or created uh, an art piece just dedicated to stan lee you know in tribute uh, I'm like the only the only other one that I could say it was like oh man that was like a big one was when mm-hmm. uh, when Wes Craven died yeah there was one there was one and Freddy Krueger was like on his knees like you know sad mm-hmm. and Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees were like you know trying to their con- 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 trying to console him if right. I could get the words out of my yeah. mouth yeah but uh, yes. you're getting emotional it's okay hits <laughs> <laughs> me right in the feelers uh, for those of you who are taking bets that I didn't have any I do. Um, it just happens to be an affinity for comic book characters and horror movie people that I have the mm-hmm. the feelings for. But yeah, Stan Lee was just an amazing person. And yeah, so so we just decided to kind of dedicate this episode to him and um, talk about you know our experiences growing up. I mean, even more recent, just experiences overall in life that you've had with uh, some of the art that he's created. And um, you know, like if I were to think back, probably to my childhood and think uh, what was probably the earliest memory I have. Um, Of course, it's with the comics, you know. Um, I really, I think probably one of the first comics I I bought was Fantastic Four. Okay, good one. Yeah, and so that's kind of the, and I just saw it at a a grocery store, and I was like, hey, Mom, can you buy me this comic? You know, I was probably, I don't know, third, fourth grade, whatever. And, um, yeah, she got me the comic. I took it home and read it, you know, read it probably more than three or four times because it was the only one I owned at that time really liked it you know and then back then the comics they just had ads all over them too and it was like they they just reached into my mind and pulled out exactly what I was into with all the you know advertisements of other stuff so that kind of led you on to other paths to explore you know um and so I would buy the candy or the whatever was in there and there was even um one time where there was an ad in the comic book 
for Charleston Chew, the candy bar, and okay. you got like one or two or three wrappers or whatever, and sent like a dollar fifty off, and then they would mail you a comic book. And I actually did that, and I'm pretty sure I still have that comic if I were to look for it. But I think that was like a mail away subscription only comic book, which is kind of cool. I should probably look that up. But um, and I think that one also was a Fantastic Four comic book that I got through the mail that way. So. Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool, you know, just uh, flipping through the pages and, and, of course, reading the stories and everything and learning about the characters. And, and of course, I jumped in midway of some, you know, writer arc that I probably didn't really know what I was getting into. But it doesn't matter, you know, you still get engrossed into it as a child. And you're just, I, I love the art style, loved the way comics were presented with the blocks and everything. And, and you know, they would, they would, um, they would write out actions like so it would say pow or something like that right on the, you know on the page and and yeah and i i really liked i thought the human torch was probably the coolest one um that <laughs> was probably my, yeah that was my favorite fantastic four i would say um i was and, always a thing yeah guy i you know and and i liked i liked the thing because i think there was actually um a a battle between the thing and wolverine at some point later on I'm sure there was. There yeah. was like so many crossovers and yeah. different like. I loved the crossovers too. Whenever I could see that, um, any any crossover between two different, um, you know, uh, comic book factions or, or you know groups of characters, uh, I loved that. So um, I would always kind of gravitate towards that as well. Um, but I would say probably what really piqued my main interest in comics um, as far as character. Um, story like was Wolverine so I, I, I had X-Men comics but I would if I had a choice between which comic to buy uh, when I would go to the comic store or uh, wherever you know I, we got them from a lot of times they were at the grocery store too I would get Wolverine and I would try to get each um, issue because I wanted to see what would happen and when I got into Wolverine he was fighting Sabretooth so that kind of strikes a chord um, with my memory of, of the X-Men as Wolverine versus Sabretooth, so I really like that storyline as well. You know, so. I, like, you know, because then we'll, we'll get in later to the movies and whatnot, but, mm -hmm. like, that was one of my biggest bum-outs from, like, all of these movies that have come from the characters was when they did uh, Wolverine Origins. Mm -hmm. I love Liv Schreiber, and yeah. I was like, dude, he is Sabretooth is going to be so badass, and I feel like they just kind of, like, in that movie in general, they just kind of dropped the ball, mm -hmm. and that was always my bum deal, because I used to love watching the X-Men animated series, and, like, Sabretooth against Wolverine was always like, oh, that's so badass. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, for me, like, uh, I think probably Spider-Man was the first Marvel comic that I really ever uh, read and mm -hmm. got into when I was younger. Um uh, as far as like keeping up with the comics, I was really always more of a. I liked a more adult uh, comic book, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, I was always really big into like Spawn. Um, okay. And, Todd McFarlane, yeah. Todd McFarlane, and uh, a lot of the image, uh, different characters and stuff on there, like uh, Doc Savage, stuff like that. But um, as far as like the Marvel comics and stuff, I always and I always really liked Iron Man too. I think it was the Iron uh, Man, yeah. it was the Ozzy Osbourne song. Uh, Iron Man. Oh though, yeah, that I think or the Black Sabbath, not just Ozzy, but yeah. like I think that like got me. And then I was like, oh, who's this Iron Man with which they speak? Let oh, me yes. check this out. Right on. Yeah. Um, did you like the movie adaptation of Iron Man? Being into it prior to the movie, uh, I did because I thought that the arrogant 
like billionaire. Mm-hmm. Nobody could have played it better than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, Looking back now, there's no one. Same thing with Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. There's no way. No, there's there's those not. They, those actors created like they characterize that that entire character. Like I know. like you know I mean we know in the comics eventually the Winter Soldier takes over for Cap you know and there's different you know mm-hmm. things and even in Iron Man now like there's different people that they've written in to play the character but. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Oh, totally. Like, when his contract runs out and they stop making him into the movies, just please... Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> please, Disney, do not get some uh, it's, other It's going to be one of those things when, you know, oh, did you hear who they're going to cast as the new Iron Man? And the internet's going to go ape shit and everyone's going to lose their mind. And then the movie comes out and it's not as bad as everyone thought it was. Just like when Ben Affleck was, was Batman. Yeah, I didn't think he was lost Batman. their shit. No, well, he was good. He, and was, I, he was a good older Batman. That's he. Yeah. It was good. Well, yeah. and I remember when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker, like people were like, that oh, yeah. fucking loser from those mm-hmm. movies, he's a douche. Like, he's not- Same thing with, um, ah, gosh, what's his name? That well, was uh, Lex Luthor in the newer ones. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse, yeah, but he was kind of, he was Lex, Luth- Lex Luthor's son, right? So he wasn't well, Lex Luthor. No, he did play Lex Luthor, I believe. I thought it was his son. Or something. I don't know. That's who, how memorable who, that movie who is. Who knows? <laughs> you know, he's just... We're talking about Marvel. We're not talking about DC here. <laughs> Let's just misquote everything about DC. But anyway, so yeah, back to um, back to Stan Lee. So, so he, he pretty much started, you know, creating comics in the 60s, writing, creating characters, um... And and he had a he had co-writers and co-creators. Uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko were kind of the two main ones that created co-created a lot of the characters with him. But Stan Lee was kind of like, you know, he he, he kind of just absorbed all the the attention and all the credit. Um, but he he didn't want to take all the credit. Like he he wrote like to whom it may concern. Um, you know, Jack Kirby also created co-created Spider-Man with me, um, and so you know. If, and he gave him the letter and uh, said, you know, if you ever want to show this to anyone, I'm giving you full credit as well, too. So um, so that was kind of cool. But That's really cool because some people would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we both know that we yeah. both created it, but like, I'm just going to go ahead and take all the mm-hmm. credit. Like, he at least. Yeah, and, and before that, um, Stan Lee also kind of pioneered like crediting people on the comics because before you didn't know who, who illustrated, who penned, who inked. You know, he kind of... Uh, created that whole movement as well too by um, putting the credits on the comic books. Um, well, and and the, it's interesting that he kind of was the the person to do that because he, you know, his name. Spoiler alert: His real name was not Stanley. Mm-hmm. He had it changed legally later on. Mm-hmm. But back when you know he was first penning comics, it was kind of frowned upon. To mm-hmm. be associated with that, so he didn't want to put his real name. No, because he he wanted to save his real name for when he actually wrote, uh, like, you know, esteemed literature or whatever. But uh-huh. um, so he didn't want to use that name. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> and you know, um, he he um, back in his early days, he actually um, you know joined the army, and he was he was um, classified as a playwright in the army. Um, and there was only nine other people in the army who were classified as playwrights, and he would go around and um, not necessarily see battle, but he would he would uh, write and do do you know his passion that way. And and uh, one of the other nine classified as a playwright in the army was uh, Theodore uh, Geisel, also known as Doctor Seuss. 
in the army with with uh, Stan Lee. Get so, out of Dodge. Yeah, he was in the army with Dr. Seuss, and yeah. Okay, so here we come with a uh, an updated full cro- cro- an updated crossover <laughs> mm-hmm. is. So if Stan Lee at the same time was you know uh, a playwright with Dr. Seuss, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. No one can say his name right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just apparently me right now. But he uh, he uh, was obviously Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and then recently he just is he's the voice of the new Grinch, the new Doctor Seuss movie. So oh, nice. Look yeah, at, there you go. Look at these six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, so so um, that's kind of uh, in his early years, you know, um, kind of how he he started out and. Um, he also kind of, um, as he started out, there was the Comics Code Authority that kind of created the code of, of what it was, you know, able to be um, written about in comics. And he, he challenged that because he um, would write about things that they weren't supposed to write about. For example, like drug use. They didn't want to publish any, anything that had anything to do with drug use because they're in the earlier Spider-Man um, series, uh, there's there's a point where um, someone gets addicted to drugs, and and um, I think it was actually um, what which was friend uh, Harry Harry Osborn I think was who got addicted to drugs in an early uh, Spider-Man arc, and <coughs> the the Comics Code Authority didn't want to publish it, so he published it anyways without their approval. So it had a bunch of like missing you know stamps on the comic book. But what he did was he, he painted it in a negative light. So it was like bad and he tried to help him through it and all this stuff. And it kind of like changed the way that that um, they they policed the comics. And so it really kind of pioneered the direction that comics were able to go by him earlier on in those days, creating such a controversial talk, topic to be, write about. Um, well, he also too, like, you know... Before Stan came along, like superheroes were these perfect, mm-hmm. godlike creatures that were yeah. infallible. Um, Superman, and, Aquaman, Flash—all that—they were just they were they were perfect, all powerful. They were altar super boys, beings, yeah. you know. And then along came Stan, and he gave them hum- he gave them humanity. Mm-hmm. He gave them character flaws, you know. Yeah. Like Iron Man, yes, he was you know off saving things, but why was he probably doing that? Because he was kind of a dick, mm-hmm. you know. And he was you know the philanthropist playboy who. Basically, was Batman but cooler because his suit rocks way more than Batman's. Yeah, and and a lot of people think that um, you are able to kind of identify with the superhero better in that way because it kind of humanizes them and I, tells you that you couldn't. They're not perfect. Neither are you. It's okay, you know. And people just gravitated towards that, and that's probably one of the big reasons why all those characters he created were so successful. I'm like, that's something that we can definitely talk about later, Mm -hmm. is like, what superhero would you be, or which character did you identify with? Because that's something that, it certainly, I identify with certain ones in different points in my life, for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, let's go down the list, um, because I I jotted down um, a bunch of characters that uh, Stan Lee created and co-created, and um, just kind of, I also kind of noted um, why what was infallible about this character, you know, okay. uh, or kind of the, the origin of where they came from probably within his mind. And it could be open to interpretation or it could have been something that he had said in the past. So it's okay. You know, if, um, 
uh, some of these opinions don't necessarily align with other people, but that's the great things about, you know, fictional characters is you kind of identify with them the way that you, you see and each individual could do that differently. Um, but yeah, so the first one I wrote down was Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man, of course, uh, I, I've read that some people think that Spider-Man is probably one of the strongest mutants because I remember reading back to Avengers and they were saying, you know, which, which, um, Marvel superhero probably could withstand Thanos's might, you know, uh, the best, you know, and a lot of people online were thinking Spider-Man because Spider-Man's probably one of the strongest mutants, you know, um, in the movie, of course, Captain America kind of stops, you know, the the Infinity Gauntlet like to when he when he's colliding with it. Um, but that's just uh, banter on the internet. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> Spider Man is kind of the the misunderstood uh, nerdy teen, you know, which right. can a lot of people can identify with, you know, especially the kids that were reading comics back in yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. Know? So and 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 he was one of the early ones and. He, you know, it was probably one, I, arguably one of the most popular Marvel characters. Everybody knows Spider-Man. Kids love Spider-Man. You go, you, you go ask a kid who's your favorite Marvel character, you know, from the younger kids now, they'll probably say Spider-Man. We'll, we would say, oh, I don't know, Wolverine or something, but... I'm like, it's, me, it's, it's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, and so... So yeah, that was the thing with Spider-Man was he was kind of the misunderstood nerdy teen. So he had his own problems and everything, but he also um, had to kind of you know the the famous quote you know with with great power comes great responsibility, um, and that's one of the best you know quotes right there. And Spider-Man kind of embodies that because you kind of wonder you know in real life you you always ask your yourself you know like well if I could have Spider-Man's you know, power or any superhero, you, we've all played that over on our head, but, um, particularly if you had Spider-Man's power, like, you could rule with an iron fist or you could do good, in this case, yeah, you know, the misunderstood nerdy teen that probably had every reason to just say, you know, screw all these people that picked on me, no, he didn't do that, he had to hide that, because he knew. Yeah, well, he knew, and he knew he could do greater things, so, you know, I mean... I'm not to be not to be Debbie Downer or bring up something bad, but it's just like, hey, these kids that are getting picked on in schools. You, you know, put down the guns, man. Like mm -hmm. seriously, don't don't go out and do some shit like that. Uh, you have so much more. Uh, your high school life will suck, uh, but you'll get past it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of these comic books, you know, like that may have helped kids back then. It's obviously yeah. not doing it now. Um, you know, with people's attention spans, what they are and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, like those comics probably stopped. You know, some kid from either maybe taking his life or freaking out because he was thinking, "Oh man, like I'm just like Peter Parker." I'm sure I, there's someone, yeah, out there that probably reached out to him and said, "Hey, your comics helped me out." You know, that's well, yeah, and that's what you know. I was talking with somebody that you don't know sometimes how you can touch another person's life. Mm -hmm. um, you you're just off doing your craft, doing your thing, being who you are. And, you know, somebody might have taken some inspiration from something you created or something you said. For sure, yeah. Um, well, the, the next um, characters characters that I wrote down was the X-Men. And, um, and you told me something interesting about this that I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, so, um, so the X-Men, um, Stan Lee had said that um, um, the inspiration for Charles Xavier and uh, Magneto was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X because of the Civil Rights Movement. 
And if you apply a lot of the civil rights um, issues that were happening in the 60s, back when these characters were being written in their, their infancy by Stan Lee, there was a huge civil rights you know, um, problem in, in, in America. And um, it's, it's definitely probably gotten better than what it was. I wouldn't say that it's perfect or anything because there's still issues in society that people... Oh, for sure. You know, and I, th I think that um, people who were alive back then kind of still hold on to that a little bit but i think as society moves forward a lot of that will probably go away but that's another topic but x-men i mean you you see the cartoons you read the comics you see the movies there's people who just hate mutants you know they're they're out there protesting mutants you know i feel i feel like especially like in today's climate like mm -hmm. if if we found out that mutants were were real mm-hmm and maybe they are. They just haven't identified themselves yet. But, mm -hmm. you know, they come out. I'm like, in this climate? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, people would be jealous. They're like, well, how come he gets to fucking shoot webs out of his hand, man? Fuck mm -hmm. that asshole. Yeah. Or, or people, are, people are afraid of what they don't know. You know right. They don't understand it. They don't want to... They don't want to accept that other people are different, so they just fear them, so they lash out, you know, Just blindly violence. for no reason. Yeah, and, and that was a huge take on what the X-Men were all about. Um, or, or just kind of the world that they lived in, you know, people were out there protesting mutants with their pickets and everything and, and just hated them and, and people, you know, military launched attacks up against them because they just, they feared them or dis or they were misunderstood. And, um, that's basically what, what, um, the motivation behind the X-Men that Stan Lee, you know, created uh, was based off of. So it's just, it's interesting to kind of apply that mindset, um, to real life. Uh, and stuff that's existing even today, and this was, I mean, what in the '60s, 50, 60 years ago, <laughs> 70 almost. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's insane, and and it's still still relevant. That's why, and it it evolves with society, and it's sad to say that even that aspect hasn't really evolved much, you know. But sadly, no. Um, uh, you know, you can always have hope. You know, like like uh, Professor X always wanted, you know people to live you know together in, in harmony and whatnot and, and magneto and was like magneto uh -uh, was like, son. No. yeah he was he was the, the <laughs> they ain't never gonna they ain't never gonna accept on his shoulder. Us, yeah They're it's either us or them it. and i mean that's just the alternate mindset that other people probably out there also have so i mean it goes it goes both ways in that respect but when you stand back and look at the broader picture you know it's it's easy to kind of see what was right and what was wrong um, but we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see what's what happens with the X Men, and uh, and um, I'm sure it's just going to continue um, going with new story arcs and everything. And 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 I like how um, similar stories have been rewritten by different um, authors throughout the years because uh, they'll have. Um, oh man, here we go. Let's go through the different storylines in the X Men. Um, one of my favorite ones because my my. Um, most of my experience of the X-Men doesn't necessarily come from the comics as much as it does from like the 90s cartoon series. That was just, that was on the tip of my tongue yeah. was I didn't really read a whole lot of X-Men mm -hmm. comic books, but I loved, loved the 90s animated series. Yeah, you'd wake up on uh, Saturday, morning. Saturday mornings and this is what you would hear. And then you'd freaking see the plane fly by and all the X-Men run out and I can see like the whole opening in my head listening to the theme song um, 
but yeah, uh, that uh, that uh, Sunday Sunday or Saturday morning, probably Sunday morning. I think. Yeah. It might have been. I don't yeah, know. Maybe was it wasn't blocked, always but... Saturday morning cartoons, but it could have been a couple yeah. on Sunday. But, man, I, I loved the 90s X-Men cartoon animated series. And um, I loved the different story arcs because they would they had the Dark Phoenix saga. They had um, Apocalypse Nye or whatever they, and they, they named the episode. Um, and it was, a, it was a continuing story. It was, it was constant. It wasn't just every episode was its own thing it would take what happened in a past episode and apply it you know like morph died in the first episode which morph i was he a creative <coughs> was he ever in the comics or was he only in the cartoon series i don't know i think they might have created him for that series they probably did um but i mean like like the dark phoenix saga loved it that's going to be the next x-men movie and i can't I, wait i can't to wait see either because i thought that was freaking awesome i loved it i'm like Pretty much ever since they they brought uh, James McAvoy and they did uh, X Men First Class and obviously mm-hmm. uh, you know um, that's the way that they should have continued on the X Men though I mean they, they they still have they have some you know the Days of Future Past kind of connected yeah. them but and that was another amazing story uh, in the series of the cartoon as well um, it was a little bit different in the show though uh, you know um, Bishop was was the one who got sent back uh in the cartoon not not wolverine uh might have been different in the comics like i said i'm more familiar with the uh, animated series which actually was pretty accurate so um and like i said it's been rewritten by different artists so that's just one perspective that's just one take and that's the great thing about comics is the you know the different story arcs Mm -hmm. and how like okay well now I'm writing it, and I'm going to take it in this direction. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Like, um, And I'm, it's okay to do that. You yeah. know? With movies, I, I think people are a lot less likely to be so forgiving. Because sometimes with certain like video game movies, they'll, they'll kind of take certain liberties, and a lot of people would rather have it more accurate to the video game. And I well, get that. Well, we can make a whole episode about it later on. But yeah. like, just That's real, a whole episode in itself. But right like, there. just real quickly, though, like I... I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of a video game movie mm-hmm. that I was like, "Oh, that was legit." Like, oh, most I mean, most of them are shit. Street Fighter was pretty crappy, even though I like the movie. It's kind of a guilty pre- and pleasure. Like, I don't know, like Resident Evil to me, I just everybody loved it. I I, I like the Resident Evil movies. I think love the games too. I think though. they're okay. Uh huh. Like I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I, I wanted you, something to be a little more. Like, to me, it was more underworld, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just, like, let's just throw a bunch of action in there. Like, yeah. whereas, like, I wanted something a little spooky. Like, when I played, we talked about it on Passive. When I played yeah. Resident Evil, like, oh, man, the, the jump scenes and shit. Like, it was horror. And yeah. I think that was what just disappointed me in that. Was gotcha. that they just kind of screwed that off. But, yeah, so um, with, the, uh, with the series, I mean, you know, a lot of the... Um, if you go and watch the cartoon series now and you watch the X-Men movies now, you'll see the link. And you'll see kind of like... I mean, that stuff was made 20 years ago before the movies. Sadly. And <laughs> and then uh, now you see the movies and you're like, oh, okay, there's the Sentinels. And I remember thinking like, oh man, what are the Sentinels going to look like? And you kind of see... I think the first Sentinel you see was when they were doing that like VR training in like, X-Men 2 or 3. Yeah, I think like so, that. yeah. And Wolverine, like, chops... He's, like, the best uh, defense is an offense or something like that, and he chops the Sentinel's head off, and it pops down, and you see it, and that looks more like the Sentinel in the cartoon. And then you see uh, 
was it first class or no days of future days past. of future past yes where where uh where uh, was it taft um makes yes. it and um they look different than they did in the the second or third x-men movie and they look different than they did in the cartoon but you can still know what they are you know and so um yeah that's that's a good thing about about the x-men though there's so many characters that they have spawned their own spin-offs that they have so many different um story arcs that makes makes me excited for all these movies they could possibly make you know they've already made a shit ton you know covering most of the great story arcs so uh phoenix saga would be just is the best next option for them to do so i'm excited for that and i'm glad that they kind of resurrected the x-men series because i enjoyed the first you know x X x-men x2 x3 like whatever but I definitely noticed a lot of the problems that were with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was casting. A lot of it was the writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't really live up. But since they've brought in this next, like alt, um, this next edition, uh, I've loved all of those. Yeah, movies. They, they've gradually gotten better each movie. A lot of people didn't like X three, um, but I thought I, it was okay. I liked it. I, I, lo- I all these X Men Marvel movies that they come out with now, those are guilty pleasure movies for sure that I can put on. And watch like 20, 30 times. Sometimes I'll just be doing something and I'll put a Marvel movie on in the background just to have it. Because I don't know, it's 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 calming, it's comforting, I enjoy it. So, yeah, it's kind of an interesting little thing about the X-Men. But, um, yeah, I mean, do you have any other input on the, uh, well, on just the X-Men characters created by Stan Lee? Uh, well, the X-Men characters, I always, uh, I always liked Beast. Okay. Because he was super smart. Mm-hmm. But when he turned into the Beast, man, he would wreck shit. Yep. And and I really appreciated that. Of course, Wolverine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know too many people. If you're like, hey, what's your favorite X Men? Yeah. Like Wolverine is that's, not the first like off the tip yeah. of your tongue. Like it just is. Um, For good reason too. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Jean Grey. I really liked her. And my my second favorite though, always because from the animated series was Gambit. And I'm really Gambit hoping I'm really hoping that the Gambit movie that they make oh, yeah. is gonna be as legit as it could be. Man, that thing's been being made forever. So. Yeah, well, I mean, supposedly they're moving Channing along. Channing Tatum with it. was supposed to play Gambit. Well, he is. He I is. thought. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, and you know, at, at it, you first know, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, well, but he, apparently he's from yeah, he's like, from Louisiana. Louisiana like, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well. He's Cajun as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he just you know loses his accent for movies. So I think it has a chance mm-hmm. to be good. In, in um, Wolverine Origins, uh, Gambit was in it, and yeah. I mean that character. He didn't get much time in the movie. They didn't. But the I think they portrayed him well. Like uh, from from like the we're talking about the the '90s animated yeah. series to that movie. Uh, it's very you know exactly who he's he, who he is, what his powers are, and uh, Monami. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't. I don't know. Did he didn't really have a Louisiana accent though in the movie? Huh? He didn't. Kind of that was the no thing accent. that I was like, what? That yeah yeah I get that. So. Um, but yeah, man, X Men. I could probably just do a whole podcast on X Men alone. But let's move on. Let's let's uh, the next um, character I have written down from uh, who Stanley has created, of course, Iron Man. Who uh, I read that he he based Tony Stark off of Howard Hughes and capitalism, which easily can be seen from oh the for movie, sure the movie version, of course, um, and the comic version. I mean, if you just see his character traits, so. Um, you know he's he's the the millionaire billionaire philanthropist whatever that just 
you know, creates all this new tech and everything. Um, but like we were saying, Robert Downey Jr. could is the only person I could see I, playing him. You know, and I'm. It's one of those things when you read about like who else was up for the part, mm-hmm. and then you like take one of those like. Yeah. Thank God that didn't happen. We wouldn't Tom be where Cruise we're... was supposed to be f- oh, fucking really? Iron Man. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, glad look, he's not in the Marvel universe. I like Tom Cruise <laughs> over here, mm-hmm. but I don't want him in my comic book movies, and I don't yeah. want him as keep your Scientology out of my X Men. Yeah, Jesus, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Zenu is not coming to be defeated by the X Men. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Iron Man. Um. I like all the Iron Man movies too. We kind of forget about. I do Iron too. Man you know, a lot, a, bit, a lot of people poo, like poo pooed the Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it allowed the great Ben Kingsley mm-hmm. to show his range as like because <laughs> the Mandarin was supposed to be like this big like you know wicked evil guy, and yeah. then they show him and he's drunk in his cave like with bitches and shit. You know, yeah. and he's just like, oh, hey, what are you talking about, Mike? You know, he just just wasted, <laughs> and you know. It, like, to me, I think, like, too many people get too invested in them. And I know we're doing a whole podcast on comics, but I'm like, it's comics. Mm-hmm. And people sometimes, I think, when the movies come out, they just, they, they're quick to crap on them. Right. Uh, well, you know, they should have done it this way. They should have done it that way. And I'm like, okay, well, how about you rub a couple of nickels together, make your own movie, yeah. and then we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, you start to see if they're running out of ideas when it comes to the third in the series and whatnot. But, I mean... Um, even in the Avengers movies, like I don't think they went wrong with him. You know, he's just a an amazing character. It's great. I'm glad that you know that he's got his he's got his own you know series of of solo films as well as you know a main character and even even Captain America Civil War and then, Civil War was a really good one. Yeah, and then the Avengers, of course, too. So um, let's see. The next character I have, I have Thor, who. Obviously, he's son of Odin in Norse Norse mythology. Um, I just watched Ragnarok like last night. That is the best on Netflix. Thor movie. I love it. It's 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 so eighties themed, you yeah. know. And, and Jeff Goldblum. Dude, if you've got Jeff Goldblum in a movie, it's a blockbuster. <laughs> can't lose. You can't lose. Uh, every time I see him, I'm like, it's the Bloom. And uh, yeah. You know, Ragnarok was awesome. I'm like, The Dark World was great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, pretty much all of the Thor solo movies I was really impressed with. The first one was the... Ragnarok was the funnest. Yeah. The first one was the best as far as, like, a mm-hmm. story. And I think that's because Kenneth Branagh Great, uh, Great battle scenes it. in the first like, one, too. Yeah, like, the I battle mean, scenes like were, going were, on were amazing. So. Um, mm-hmm. And then the next one I noticed that we got here is The Hulk. The Hulk. And when we were talking about, like, identifying with things, I'm mm-hmm. like, the Hulk was always one of my favorite characters in all of comic books because I identify the most with the Hulk. Oh, nice. Like, he's a very, like, well-adjusted, smart, cool person, mm-hmm. but when you piss him off, yeah, it's over. Okay. And, like, I bet a lot of people can identify with that. And I'm like, that's what, like, I've always been like that. I'm like, you know, I do have a crazy temper, mm-hmm. and when... You know, you don't like me when I'm angry. I don't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, exactly. And and um and Stan Lee said that he was kind of based off like uh, Frankenstein and um a, like a mix of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, which I totally see that because oh it's just, for sure you know uh, good cop bad cop mix right there. And um the Frank Frankenstein, I, I I watched that um Stan Lee documentary and he was saying that when he um 
saw Frankenstein afterwards, a lot of people would think, oh, Frankenstein, he's a monster, he's terrible, he's bad. And he was like, no, he, he didn't want to be hated. He wanted to be liked. He wanted to be loved. He wanted acceptance and all this stuff, you know. And that was kind of his perspective of that. But um, it's interesting, too, because that character came out, you know, um, out of uh, gamma radiation, which there was a big, you know, uh, Russia Cold War scare at that time, and everyone was afraid, you know, like, oh, are we going to get, like, burnt alive or bombed or, you know, all this stuff. So gamma radiation is, all, is a big theme throughout a lot of uh, Marvel story arcs as well, too, you'll notice. Um, but with the Hulk, too, he was created out of that. So it's just kind of a mix of all these things, and it's interesting to see where all the inspirations came from and what came of it. Um, you know, there... There's been a bunch of Hulk movies as well, too. A lot of them, you know, Edward Norton was Hulk. Uh, Bruce, or Eric Bana. <laughs> Bruce Banner was Eric Bana. Um, and then... Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah, which a lot of people think he was the best one. And, and he's the one that they ended up with, so... You know, and and it's and that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like... Edward Norton the Dude. best, but I think that's just because like well, he was Hulk twice in two different movies. I think right? No, just the one. Was it just the one? Yeah, okay. they just had the one. It was the, it was the one and done. And okay. I did like uh, Eric Bana was my least favorite. Uh huh. But then like I, I think for back me back then though like there wasn't very many Marvel movies. No, no, that was and, and that and that was done by Ang Lee. Uh huh. And to me that had some of the coolest battle scenes. Okay. Still like I like the movie itself. Not great, mm. but the battle scenes, like because Ang Lee did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like the CGI, him running around, like you know, like the canyons, picking up tanks and just mm. smashing them, you know, fighting the Hulk big smash. giant dogs that got gamma radiation, you know, going through stuff. Like the battle scenes in the Ang Lee version were really good. It's just that you know, I don't know if it was the studio or whatever. Just like the movie itself was kind of a turd. But mm. uh, and I think for me, uh, the reason I like Edward Norton is just because I like Edward Norton as an actor. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I, not that I don't like Mark Ruffalo, I just, you know, I mean, American History X. Yeah. I mean, Fight, <laughs> fight Club, you know? Yeah. I mean, Edward Norton is a genius as an actor, so, like, I, I kind of wanted to see him continue and see what he would have done right. going into, like, the Marvel okay. uh, aspect of it, but Mark Ruffalo's still good. Okay. Uh, uh, next uh, characters I have created by Stan Lee uh, that I wrote down was the Fantastic Four. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Fantastic Four might have been one of the first uh, characters that Stan Lee had created or written about. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and so they're one of the oldest there. Um, and they can't uh, they can't make a good movie of the Fantastic I Four know. to save their life. I know. Did you, did you ever see that one that never got released? There's like a '90s one, oh. and it was just horrible. And it was it was very similar to the very first one that was that, I'm you know, like, that we all on, know of. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. Wait a no, minute. No, there, there's like a, a, there was one a, a worse lost than what Fantastic they've... Four movie. There's one worse than yes, what they've put dude. out. And I remember way back in like early 2000, like when uh, you could illegally pirate movies off of like LimeWire or whatever. Uh-huh. I remember I downloaded it because I had no other idea of how to get it. You couldn't buy the DVD. It never was released. And uh, I got it and I watched it. And it was pretty bad. It's pretty shitty. Um, the, the special effects are crappy. Uh, I don't even I don't even know any of the names associated with it, but it's a, a full movie. Uh, check it out if you could find it. But um, I mean, I thought I was gonna like the Fantastic Four, like mm-hmm. the first two that they did. I mean, if you look at the cast, mm-hmm. 
You know? I'm yeah, like yeah, Captain America in there. Yeah, right. That's fucking yeah. Chris um, Evans. Yeah. And, and then I'm like two and, Marvel characters. But there's been a bunch of people I have played two Marvel characters. Yeah. In. And then but I'm like, dude, Jessica Alba in a mm. tight spandex costume, sign me up nine yep. times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh fuck that, ten times out of ten. That girl <laughs> that that girl was like my first like nineties crush when I like, you know, after I hit puberty, I was You're like idle hands. I am, I am. I <laughs> you know what I liked hot chicks in my comic books. You know, I used to Idle hands, that nice nice reference there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know. I used to Devin uh, Sawa. Devin Sawa. <laughs> I, I used to watch uh or I mean I used to read uh, the Conan comic books uh-huh. and like basically they were curse words bush tits like i mean it was it was Rough. an adult yeah it was an adult <laughs> comic book that i used to buy at like circle k you uh-huh. know and you know it's way different than the conans of the you know the cheesy 80s movies but mm-hmm. like they were they were great nice. the fantastic yeah. four i just like it they have such great characters and i feel like they could have fixed it yeah. and had something good. Well, um, it was such an early comic. It was actually kind of made to rival the Justice League of DC, too. So it was kind of a way to just, you know, because DC was the big comic right, you know, publisher right, right. back then. Um, so it was probably hard to, to break into a, um, you know, just a market that's just overrun by another. Uh, you know, and it's, it's damn near impossible nowadays, but back then... You know, they had their own um, issues with it as well, too. But it, it was supposed to rival the Justice League. And, uh, I mean, I think it did. they did a good job. It's still still going strong, you know? So. It, it is. I mean, the, the movie's not so much. <laughs> They're still making the comics. <laughs> well, so. maybe if Disney can sweet talk Sony, I think, is who has the rights to it. And be like, yeah. look, man, we know how to make Marvel movies. So how about you give us the rights to it and stop fucking it up? Yeah. See, see Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. So, so the next one I got was the Black Panther. I never read the comics, Mm-mm. like, first of all, but I tell you what, hands down one of the best Marvel movies they've ever made. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it was the first black superhero um, that, that they did, so it was groundbreaking on its own right right there uh, for its time, you know, and, and then the movie uh, was easily one of the most successful Marvel movies made, and um, so... It'll be it'll be good to see where that character goes as well, um, but yeah, back then you know uh, it was actually um, I also read that it, uh, the character was created before the Black Panther Civil Rights um, you know group got together. I wonder so. I wonder if they kind of took that from that. I'm not sure, but um, I mean this is all rumors and conjecture. At yeah, this point, but yeah, I, I I've done know, zero po- research. Possibly, uh, but um, yeah, it was actually it predates that so. It's kind of an interesting fact about that. You know, and the other characters that I wrote, um, you kind of talked about Doctor Strange a little bit. Yeah, he was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously in the movies because of Benedict Cumberbatch, but uh, who's an amazing actor and portrays him just brilliantly. He, he, he Like, I love the on-screen chem- chemistry or non-chemistry between him and Iron Man because they're both mm-hmm. fucking pretentious douchebags that think that they're better than everyone else. Yeah. So, like, it's just this constant butting of heads. Yeah, you know? he, he he has good interaction with Thor in yeah. uh, Ragnarok as well, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very what, what, quick-witted. Yeah, and, then, and, then, and so I love that. And plus, it was the whole idea of magic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he was one of the first, you know... These characters were superheroes. They were aliens, or they had mutant abilities. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was they were a human with gamma radiation. You know, he was a, a human who you know learned the arts of magic, yeah. and I thought that was legit. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and the other characters I have, which I don't have much information on, that uh, Stan Lee created was Daredevil. Um, I, did, I do remember the movie, uh, Ben Affleck. Um, oh, Ben. Also played ben. Marvel and DC characters. Um, and then I think there was a sequel to that, too, wasn't there? Uh, with I don't, Electra? The, that was, was that just a stand, that was a standalone movie. Oh, it was okay. just called that's Electra. That's what it was. That's and what it was thinking. and it was Ben Affleck's wife. Yeah, hey, Jennifer hey, Garner. Hey, who got her the part? Um, and <laughs> who, then, whose dick did you have to suck yeah, to get that part? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag me too. Sorry. And then and then Ant Man, of course. Uh, now, which I do like. I, I do like the movie. I absolutely love them. Paul uh-huh. Rudd nails it. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the cast. I'm like Michael Douglas is awesome. Uh, but um, in, in the comic books, um, there was also kind of the passing of the torch of the Ant-Man character as well, just how they did it in the movie, too. So, right. So from, from, from Hank there. Prim to Scott Lang. There you go. Um, yeah. And then the, the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the uh, after the credit scene where they kind of... Touch on the event, the uh, go into Infinity the whole, War. Yep, and so it, that's, you know, if you wonder where he was during the whole Infinity War, that movie kind of... Closes that gap there too, so and they closed the gap for Hawkeye too because they were both on house arrest. Oh yeah, but they didn't really show. I mean, they they said he was, but they they didn't said really, he was, but they're yeah. not going to show him. I mean, look, let, let let's be real. It's Hawkeye. Can we say any <laughs> movie? Is there any character in the Avengers that is less likely to get his solo movie? I mean, they're going to make a War Machine movie before they make a fucking <laughs> Hawkeye movie. Yeah. So um, so those are the, just the, all the characters I have written in. And I'm sh- there's probably hundreds more too. But. And I'm all speaking of War Machine. Interesting thing that a lot of people didn't know because I certainly didn't know this. Hmm. When the first Iron Man movie was made, Terrence Howard, if you remember, was uh, Rhodey. Yep. And then they switched over to Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. But what people didn't know is when Iron Man, the first one was made, everybody would think, oh, well, Robert Downey Jr. made the most money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. No. Terrence Howard was a bigger star yeah. at that time. Uh-huh. So Terrence Howard didn't, he wanted more money, basically, because, you know, he was like, hey, you know, like, I at least want to get paid what I'm going to get paid. Well, they're like, well, we're going to give Robert more money because the first one was such successful. Mm-hmm. You're going to take a third, like, you're going to have to take a third less. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. So then they replaced him with Don Cheadle. Oh. Interesting. And then um, another thing that just kind of reminded me, so um, in the movie uh, Doctor Strange, go back to that real quick, when he's um, in the car uh, talking to whoever it is, and and then uh, it's, it's, it's like a lady, uh, it's, what's her name? Um, oh, gosh, I don't know what her name She was from Mean Girls. She was oh, like um, the, the nurse. Uh, Rachel McAdams? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So uh, she, I believe he's talking to her in the car right before he gets in the car accident that like screws him up. Um, she goes, oh, well, there's this uh, war guy who got paralyzed uh, wearing some um, experimental military armor. And she's referring to War Machine and he's, because in, in, what, in Civil, Civil war, war, he crashes and he gets paralyzed. And then in, what, in is it in the Avengers when it shows him kind of like walking, uh-huh. um, you know, with using like... Um, the robot legs? Yeah, robot legs. But in, in Doctor Strange, it's a very small nod to that movie, and they, they, that's who they're talking about. And another nod in that same scene, mm-hmm. they're talking, and he because he's like, bring me something interesting. Yeah. And she's like, she's like well, there was this, this, this Air Force pilot who was in space, or what have you, mm-hmm. and, and her name is Carol Danvers. Who's that? Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yep. And, ah. and and the first time we hear Doctor Strange's name is actually in 
the fir- uh, was it the first Avengers or in one of the movies basically where they're talking about uh, the Accords. Mm-hmm. I, no, it was the second. It's Winter Soldier, okay. and they mention they're like you know we got these list of these superheroes, and their one is you know Doctor Strange. Oh really? And I was like, oh shit. Oh man, that's cool how they do that though. They 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 all kind of intertwine even at very small degrees. Oh excuse me, but um yeah. So the other thing I got is um I was telling you a little bit about um, the cameos that Stanley's done in pretty much all the Marvel movies. Um, he has very small parts that don't necessarily have anything to do with the storyline. Just kind of a quick nod, because he's always wanted to be an actor, uh, and you know, like that was kind of like his dream right there too. So um, it was it was great for them. To, I'd say it's great for them to let him do that. But I mean, they wouldn't have anything without him, right? Um, but the other thing is, is like since his passing, um, prior to that, they they actually uh, had filmed like fifteen twenty scenes with him doing quick little cameo cuts that they can use for future movies because they anticipated, well, we're going to be making these movies, you know, you're 95, if anything happens, we have all this extra footage, we can still use you for the movie. So they have a vault of all these um, scenes that Stan Lee has filmed that they're going to use in future movies. So You know, and I always look forward to his cameos. Yeah, you try to in the find movies, it, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be awesome. Like, when you told me that, I was like, that's such great news, because, like, that was, you know, not the saddest part, but that was definitely, like, a bum deal when I was thinking about how Stan Lee was not going to be with us anymore. I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy created all these great things, and we're not going to see his, like, you know, cool little cameos in the movies. Yeah, so now, now when you see him in the movies, you're going to hear him do one of his one-liners, or his classic you know um that i can't cameo <laughs> that would queued up better there's yeah. nothing too short that i can't cameo that's what he said before right before you know he passed on but no um but yeah so so it'll be cool to you know look for those going forward knowing that there's still those uh coming in the movies um yeah but that that was just a lot of information to go over that's kind of the extent of uh, my notes um so basically we've been kind of like Mm-hmm. Kind of sandwiching it in a little bit, like, so what would you say are your top five mm. Marvel movies? Top five Marvel movies. Um, okay, so I like uh, probably okay, Days of Future Past is probably up there. Okay. Um. Um. Hmm. Do I want to say? I do like the Wolverine Origin movie. Okay. Um, that's one that I'll I'll constantly go back to. Um, between between the X Men one, two, and three, I'd say uh, probably two because the characters are already established, and I, I um, you know I already know the origins of a lot of these characters, and so once they get that past, and then they start getting into the action aspect, and that's you know that's where I kind of get that. So so two and three. Um, is a lot of that. Uh, three, probably more so because they go into Jean Grey and how freaking psycho she is and how powerful <laughs> she is. Um, so I'll say, I'll, I'll choose X3 over that. Um, so probably my number one, well, I, I wish I, I had these uh, written down in a better order, but I'll just go over five of my favorites. So yeah, I'd say Days of Future Past, X3, um, the Wolverine Origin, because I, I love Wolverine. So I probably can just never get enough of that. Which um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that and say Logan. So Logan, if I had to pick a top one, I would say Logan because I love the dynamic between him and um, 
I would uh, for you know his daughter we'll say for like right of right <laughs> yeah basically X twenty three yeah and so um yeah Logan would be at the top of my list um and then Avengers uh the the first one or no uh, the the latest one Infinity that, War Infinity War um I I cannot wait for the second one um it's really reminiscent to when I saw Kill Bill one. And then Kill Bill 2 didn't come out for like another year, year and a half later. And then that's that area in between. I am reliving that in my life right now. <laughs> I am in that, that void of, of in between, between uh, Infinity War uh, 1 and whatever they're going to call the other one, Infinity War 2. Um, but I just cannot wait. So I would say, so out of those five, I will say Logan is at my top. Okay. The, the Infinity War will be number two. Um, and I probably should have done this the other way, but then I'll go Days Future Past and be number three. Uh, X three, I'm gonna say uh, better than Wolverine, um, but Wolverine very close to that at number five. So that would be my top five, I'd say. Okay, like so, we have a, uh, one definitely in common, and like I was telling you when I was doing my top five, I wasn't sure if we were gonna create or if we were gonna count like Logan in them because mm-hmm. they were Marvel characters, but mm-hmm. they weren't done in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, we'll do it because it's Stanley. So it's, it's, it's the, the Stanley, Stanley episode. It's the Stanley episode. <laughs> Stanley so podcast. so then so then the number one for me would be Logan. Okay, like it, there you go. To we, me, we agree on that. To me, it was the Wolverine movie we all deserved. We've from been the waiting beginning. years for this. Like. For a conclusion you know? well in Wolverine like what I liked about or what I liked about Logan was like you know there was not overtly cussing but there was cussing the the, oh, the fight yeah. scenes it was, it was bloody was it the first rated R yes it was it, well it was the first rated R of the X-Men movies okay. like the reason that they made Logan was because of Daredevil. another movie was a uh, Deadpool Oh shit! I said Daredevil. Yeah, oh, I'm like they I'm definitely didn't make it because of Ben Affleck's <laughs> shitty ass. I meant but, to say um, Deadpool. <laughs> uh, and then like I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to go with the top six then because because okay. um, I have to put it in here. So I, right after Logan, I would say Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, I love the dynamics of uh, you know, like I said, just the, the mysticism, the magician. How basically he had given up and you know, kind of came back. Uh, to embrace his powers mm. once he finally got his head out of his ass. Uh, and then I would say Black Panther right after okay. that one. Um, Michael B. Jordan is killing the game in acting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, played such a great uh, uh, you know, bad guy slash anti-hero because um, he really did just want to be loved, I feel like. Mm. Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy would be my third. Mm, yeah. uh, I, love the, I love the dynamic. Chris Pratt, I mean, it's... The first fu- one or the second one? The first one. The okay. second one was good, too. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, but the first one... Hopefully uh, we get a third one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, because James Gunn said something fucking 15 years ago. We have yeah. to just fuck that all up. Hashtag offended. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say Iron Man, uh, the very first one, because uh, that's the introduction, and the very ending of that movie is just so amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, he's up there, and he's supposed to be giving this bullshit, you know, printed statement that... Uh, uh, the shield had given him, you know, and he's looking and he's like, fuck it, I'm Iron Man. You know, and like, and in and, and the movie, the Marvel Cinematic Universe exploded. Was that the that. first time uh, post credits Nick Fury? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that was the birth of the Avengers right there. It was. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, for me, uh, we talked about it briefly again Ant Man. Uh, the first one, mm-hmm. I like better than the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul Rudd kills it. Uh, the dynamic between him and his daughter is like such a cute little dynamic because she just loves her dad and like her stepdad's kind of is a cop always trying to chase her dad so she kind of mm-hmm. doesn't like him and uh, hey who doesn't like uh, 
the fact that you get to shrink down to the size of an ant and do some shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the next best thing to invisibility right there. So, which is a power that a lot of people would, you know, when you ask what's your what would be your favorite, you know, power superpower to have. So a lot of people would say invisibility, but Ant Man's, I mean, shrink down to where no one can see you. You're damn near invisible. Yeah. So speaking of that, like, what, you know. What if you could be any superhero? And we don't even have to limit it to Marvel if you don't want. Mm-hmm. Just like you could be any superhero. What, like, you know, and and like taking that further, like keeping in mind that Stanley designed these characters with human flaws. So if you were that character, those flaws would come along too. You know, and so like like uh, it'd be easy to say Wolverine, but holy shit, has that guy had like every single person he's ever been close to be killed or murdered in like the worst way? And he just can't ever seem to get, like, past that, you know? Like, he'll move on and the same shit happens again, you know? Uh, very similar to kind of probably how Magneto feels about that. Um, but, man, if I had to choose... You know, I, I always thought... Ah, man, I, I kind of want to say Cyclops, but that's, like... I feel like you could have so much more. Uh, but probably... Um, I, I always thought... Jean Grey's powers were like the best powers because she can move shit with her mind. She can read people's minds. She can basically make anyone do something, anything that she wants. Uh, she can, you know, freeze time essentially. She can do all of these things that if you had all those powers, um, you can pretty much do anything. So if I had to choose, I'd, I'd pick, yeah, probably like telekinesis, you know, um, power of, you know, basically power of flight as well. Um, Jean Grey, I'll go with that. I'll just go with my gut. That's off the top of my head. Why I not? I like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's so tough, but I think I think I would go with Thor. Yeah? Uh, I mean, obviously I got the hair now, so, yeah, you, you know, know the, the sweet man mane. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I get to fly with, uh, with my hammer. Uh-huh. I'm like, whoop that ass. I'm the god of thunder. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That'd just be pretty tough to beat. Um, I mean, I get to travel between Earth, the nine realms. Like, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, You're yeah. basically a god. Yeah. So, what? what nice. I, I think that would be cool. So, um, let's talk about villains. They don't get villains. a lot of they don't get a lot of light. You know, everybody's always talking about. Oh, you know, it's my favorite superhero mm-hmm. as we've been talking about. But like, what are some of your favorite villains? Favorite like, villains? Yeah. Um. You know, Magneto, I always thought he was kind of a badass. He's on my my list, too. Because because he's got that right mindset. Like, you can't really argue with him. You can, but, you know, I I don't blame him for thinking the way that he does. And so, um, you know, he's he's a good villain, I think. Um, You know what's real funny before you say that is that... I also agree with that with Magneto. Yeah. And when you're talking about, oh, I can see where he thinks that. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of people, like... I identified in Infinity War a lot mm-hmm. with Thanos. Huh. I'm like... Yeah, you know... Because, and, because everybody's like, oh, he's such an evil dick. And I'm like, no, man. Like, he was on a planet that had too many... People were fucking at a oh, rapid there, rate. there's definitely that argument that you Thanos know, like, did nothing wrong. And I'm I think like, there's a whole he subreddit He just that. snapped his fingers and fucking, you know, like, yeah, for those half that died, life sucks. But yeah. for the for the half that's still here, life has not got, I, gotten infinitely better. I solved better. all your problems to a specific degree. <laughs> right? Um, but what other uh, what other, other villains? villains? Other villains. Um, you know, uh, I'm looking through my list of, of characters. Um, Mine was always Sabretooth. 
Oh yeah, Saber from the X Men animated series. Like mm-hmm. just watching him and Wolverine go through all their battles, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like which villain I just hated. Um, Apocalypse. He was he was just a ruthless dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, he kind of was. Um, he, he supposedly predated. He was the very first mutant ever. Um, and uh, what in in the in the cartoon, Galactus was kind of like he kind of almost looked like a sentinel. He was just this huge guy. But in um, uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, Galactus was just like this huge, like massive, like galaxy, you know, planet eating yeah. cloud. Um, so I, I and Galactus was uh, also a really fucked up enemy too, a bad guy. So oh, um, yeah. he he was just hell bent on destruction as well. Um, so, but then, um, looking back, uh, I mean, um, Cable, I never really knew if he was a bad guy or if he was just trying to, he was just trying to, like, save the world, um, but he was kind of a bad guy, or so you thought, up to a certain point. I'm like, I loved him in Deadpool, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was great, yeah. Um, I'm all, and, and, t- and shout out to fucking Josh uh, Brolin. Josh Brolin killing it. I'm like, okay, so he fucking plays Cable, and he plays Thanos. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. I know, almost coming out at the same time, too. Exactly. Damn. Man, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wish I had like a master list of every uh, enemy I'm looking, I'm looking through, uh, um, all you know, my, my and, list and, of, and, and of if we're looking at like movies... Marvel. Um, Loki is my absolute favorite villain because uh-huh. he had the the tongue in cheek and the you know, like the the comedy aspect of it, mm-hmm. and he really was a dick, you know. But he also had a lot of mischief. But he also had that like thing to him where like you know he had that like redheaded stepchild like adopted son like syndrome, you know, like mm-hmm. you love Thor more than you love me, Dad. You know, Doctor so- Doom. He's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. But no, Doctor Doom was a dick. <laughs> he was you know, a dick. and you know what? Like, it's really disappointed me mm-hmm. more than anything in the Fantastic Four movies is their portrayal of him. Like, he was such an awesome villain. I feel mm-hmm. like they could have, they could have done so much with it, and they just, they just kind of shit the bed on it. I think honestly, yeah. um, it, not so much in the uh, in the newer X Men movies, but in the later ones, Mystique. I mean. Is she really a villain though? She she was I mean she she's she, right up there with Magneto. It's kind of yeah. like I get it, you know, like people be like humans have been, you know, fucking with you your whole life. Why would you have any sympathy for them? Um, so yeah, I get that. Um, how about Juggernaut, man? Did you like Juggernaut? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that was a classic uh, internet uh, freaking video right there. And he too. was in uh, Deadpool too, also. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, like secret character that didn't even talk about like until you saw the movie. You're like, oh hey, shoot. Um, what about Red Skull? Oh, he came back in uh, Hugo Avengers. Weaving. Yeah, yeah, dude, he was good. Yeah, yeah, it was he a, was. He was a really good villain. I was surprised to see him in Captain America because I, I think back then, I, I think um, my exposure to Red Skull was was from like the Fantastic Four, and and so I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, be able to see in a movie Red Skull, you know, and um, so yeah, I, I liked that. But yeah, he he was basically the quintessential like Nazi bad guy too. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's a good list of uh, of villains right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just they deserve their day in the sunlight. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. everybody's always talking about their superheroes. I'm like, and that's why these guys are villains. 
I'm like, they're just pissed off. They just want a little love, too. <laughs> yeah. They just need a hug. Yeah, exactly. Are you telling me Thanos, you know, like when he killed uh, supposedly Gamora to get, you know, to get the last stone? Mm-hmm. He sacrificed that, not because he didn't love her, because he thought he needed to, like, let her go so that he could do what he needed to do, which mm-hmm. was get rid of half of the fucking universe. I think, and, that, and my theory of Thanos um, ha- having so much regret over that and using the time stone to go back in time and not do that... I, I that's my guess for the next Avengers movie of how like because you think like how the hell is this ever gonna come out like turn out you know um, and then uh, who was it uh, I think was it Chris Evans they interviewed him and they said that the ending of the next uh, you know Avengers movie is like really sad like it'll you'll leave the theater really sad and upset and I'm just like oh gosh what that's how I left the first the, the first the yeah. War. well you know so, that it's gonna happen I mean so many of those guys are coming near the end of their contract yeah so and, you know and, they're and, gonna and, die and I know Chris <laughs> Evans is sad, yeah like, well Chris Evans like in in the comic if uh it'll probably be Bucky that takes over for him you well know? yeah because he signed on for so many more movies mm-hmm. he's still got like another six movie deal yeah um which is great because I, I love Sebastian Stan uh his character is is awesome mm-hmm. And it's just time, you know? It's going to be one of those things where they've done so many movies, yeah. where either solo and then United. Like, it's kind of one of those things where you don't want to... Eventually, it's got... I mean, you, it's you been 20, 25 years. You don't so. want to beat it into the ground, uh-huh. you know? It's a chance to branch out, bring in new Avengers, because like, that was the other thing with the Avengers. There was mm-hmm. the Avengers. There was the Ultimate Avengers. There was the new Avengers. Yeah. I mean, at one point, Wolverine was an Avenger. Yeah, I mean, they're, and they're kind of going that way with, uh, what, with, uh, was it X-Force? They're um, talking about with, making an X-Force movie yeah, after with, Deadpool 2. Deadpool, yeah. yeah because so. he was in the X-Force with Cable, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think they actually teamed up. And so, um, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little prediction of what are things what things are to come in that cinematic universe as well. Yeah, what else you got, man? You want to wrap this up? You got anything else? No, no, I, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, cool. Uh, this Tuesday, though, you can catch me at the Mint. There will be an open mic after an uh, amazing show. Uh-huh. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to plug that while you uh, finish up here. I'm going to get the name down so that I can... Uh... All right. Um, yeah, so I got... Well, we've got Thanksgiving coming up this week, so... Um, sh- Let's see. Spoiler, our next episode is going to be a Thanksgiving-themed episode. Um, And we got a list of things to talk about for that, so we'll save that. But just to kind of tease what our next episode is. And we're going to have our first guests. Yes, we will have a couple guests. And I will hold off on announcing who that will be. But we will uh, start having guests uh, on the uh, Mixtape Ambassadors podcast as well. Um, starting next week, and that should be interesting and fun. It'll just add another level of uh, dynamic uh, back and forth conversation on the show. I'm and I hope excited about it. I am excited about it too. It's mm-hmm. gonna be. It's gonna take the podcast in a whole uh, a whole other direction. Also, just kind of give us a chance to get some other voices on here. And, uh, Definitely. Uh, but uh, on Tuesday there is a show. It's at the Mint. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's only a five dollar cover. You're going to get to see the headliner, the great uh, Mishka Shubali. Uh, I probably totally just butchered his last name, Mishka. I am sorry. It's never happened before, <laughs> I'm sure. Rebecca Tingley, uh, Tony uh, Shavara, and uh, Ali Musa and Christine Levine will be there. So you know, catch me at the Mint. Uh, I'll be doing a set after uh, after the show, and uh, it's going to be good times. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll uh, leave you guys at that, and stay good to each other.
I just made that up right now. What do you think? I like it. I don't know. Still working on that uh, closing uh, line there. Well, anyways, we will uh, see you guys next week. Mixtape Ambassadors.